Hey guys, welcome back to this week on Stadia. Super Saturday, Stadia Super Saturday edition. Cheese, thanks for joining me here. Thanks for the folks listening to this podcast on a later date. Um, Chase just finished his first two hours of content of this amazing Super Saturday. But that's not it for you, right, my friend? No, I'm not done, man. We've I've got a uh, after we're finished up here uh, in the uh, within the hour, I'll be over on uh, uh, six four. Um, Germani's uh, live stream going to be playing some Ghost Recon, and then I'll also be uh, playing some. Uh, I don't want to spoil it, but I'll, they'll be playing another game later on this afternoon uh, on Cloud Gaming X's channel. So, right, um, guys, um, as Chase mentioned, Germani is taking up in about one hour. His live stream is on the, is on the description below, but we will throw it here as well close to the end of the podcast um so as i was telling the friends here uh, on your channel before we start um i just saw an amazing video that i think it's everything about this community and i think i, I want to share this with you before um we're starting the discussions of today so um the people listening to this podcast also will be able to to watch uh, to hear this and uh, i'll share the links on the description below. This was done by a creator named uh, Bat Pixie. So uh, guys, let's take a look at this. And as part of Stadia Super Saturday, we're going to explore the birth of the Stadia community. Let's get to it. Now every major video game platform has supporters and fans who really come to appreciate the nuances of a particular platform. Xbox has its fans built around the platform's excellent shooters and content like Halo and Gears of War. PlayStation fans are much more diverse. With its excellent roster of games, Japanese, Western, PlayStation has dominated the gaming landscape for the past 20 years. True that. Nintendo fans love the innovation and nostalgia of the platform and games that characterize each generation of Nintendo's consoles. PC gamers, or the master race, love the diversity of games on their platform, with some games like strategy games becoming synonymous with PC culture. But unlike PlayStation, Xbox, Nintendo, or PC, Stadia is less than three months old. Stadia has no physical console, no nostalgic games or history to talk about. But Stadia is fundamentally different. Gamers became fans of the platform for its incredible ease of use. The fact that you can play across your PC, TV, your cell phone without expensive hardware. And most importantly, Stadia works. In November of 2019, Stadia launched and was greeted by extreme negativity by both mainstream press and the greater gaming community. This is not unheard of. Both Xbox and PlayStation faced similar backlash when they first released 20 and 30 years ago, respectively. But the world has changed since then. Internet infrastructure has greatly improved with widespread adoption of broadband wireless technology. Gamers and critics alike have an easier time of sharing their views on an online platform. And in a world where influencers have significant impact in shaping public perception, Stadia has faced an uphill battle since day one. In fact, right from the start, YouTube influencers, many who are considered as unofficial gaming consumer advocates, began attacking Stadia. And even though many of these same influencers 
had never even played a single game on Stadia. They felt comfortable spreading misinformation and lies to millions of their fans and millions of gamers who watched their content began to feel like Stadia had been dead on arrival. Now it was during this period some Stadia gamers began creating their very own channels to set the record straight. Now let's be clear, Stadia has flaws. Things like YouTube streaming and 4K Chromecast browser support were not available at launch. But let's be honest, this is not unique to Stadia though. The PS4 released in November 2013 and it was not until September 2015 that Sony released a patch that would allow you to stream to YouTube and this was almost two years later after the PS4 had launched. So what is it about these new Stadia content creators? Over the past three months, it has become clear that new Stadia content creators are not interested in fanboyism. These guys are willing to call out Stadia when they feel that something has been done incorrectly. There's 4,000 developers have applied to get their games on Stadia. And for the developers, if you want your game to stand out, you should probably make sure that you're using Stadia-centric uh, Stadia features. But they're also willing to highlight things that Stadia is doing right. Um, and I was mentioning this before that on Chromecast, when I'm using the Chromecast, it works, you know, it works wonderful. In a sea of negativity, the new Stadia content creators have encouraged gamers to celebrate gaming, to decide for themselves and not get swept up by misinformation and lies. And over the past few months, more gamers have come to recognize Stadia and by extension, cloud gaming in general as the future of gaming. On this Saturday, you will discover and learn more about Stadia from gamers around the world who actually use the platform. The Stadia community is vibrant and strong and support for cloud gaming continues to grow every day. You all are awesome. Anyone that is either a subscriber of this channel, a subscriber of any of the other awesome content creator community, uh, other awesome content creators in our community, or if you're a first time viewer, this space, this community doesn't exist without you. You are vital. If you want to learn more about Stadia, check out Stadia Source, a website on all things Stadia, created by Gamer for Gamers. As always, thank you for subscribing to my channel. Have an awesome Stadia Super Saturday, and I'll see you all next time. That was it, guys. It, I saw this video this morning, um, and I found it very, very interesting. But Chase, uh, tell me your opinions about this. It's the first time you were watching this. I pulled an Eddie. Um, so I, I think. <laughs> um, so I think um, it's just interesting to see the differences between what seem like intentional. Um, intentionality of wanting to purposely try to put something out there just to draw folks in. And what I mean by that is the negative clicks, the negative views versus people being honest about this platform. And and I think here's the thing. Um, no one in this community, I think has been completely honest. Uh, let me, oh God, I said that wrong. No one has been completely uh, positive um, versus um, being completely negative there hasn't the been fanboyism here right uh, people right. praising 100 percent that that didn't right. happen here right now we have been contrary to what i just said in the beginning which i don't know why that was the first thing that came to my uh out of my words are hard in the morning and coffee is still kicking in but everyone has been what i was trying to say is everyone has been honest in this community but no one has been one-sided in the, the the conversation and it was just very interesting to see 
um, how there has been an honest conversation about this platform. And anyone that comes on and says otherwise is being disingenuous. The facts are there. The videos are there. I like to say we've got the receipts. You know, the receipts are there to show you that that's not the case. Um, and I'm heartened to see that that Bat put this together. Um, that's an awesome video. Yes. Absolutely amazing. Yes. The, the moment I saw that, I started, I didn't have the time yet to jump on Twitter to share, but uh, I praised him comments. So guys, that was from Bat Pixie. You can check his channel. I'm going to put this, uh, the, the link for the video on the description later as well, because this video is awesome and he did an amazing job. But um, Chase, jumping on on the conversations on the notes that we we could talk today. Um, first, let's start here with, um, as he said, it this platform is less than three months old. Right. Uh, it's gonna be three months in four days that we have this. So let's do a balance here of um, this first three months of Stadia, but as players, but we have been following Stadia. I guess since March last year, um, we haven't been talking together for a while in anticipation, but now that we got the chance to put the hands on, on this platform, um, I want your opinion on how do you feel like what was able to be delivered on this first three months and jumping in ahead on the, the other topic, uh, let's put a prediction for the next nine months so we can, okay, the Stadia's first year. And uh, so what Woo. the first three months, let, let's start with the first three months, right? Go ahead, my friend. Um, I, I, I guess I don't want to drudge this up and I've tried to stay away from this, but we get, we get kind of pulled back into these talking points because of this type of a conversation. But I think it's a mixed bag for me. Um, I think the platform launched exactly as I had expected it to launch, that it would work, that it would be almost flawless as far as it functioning. Um, and I think a lot of the issues that folks have had that have been problematic are tied to their their use cases. Um, and, and I've made this analogy before about, you know, NAT types with a console, if you try to do like, um, um, you know what I'm trying to say, like a multiplayer gaming and you get that NAT3 connection when you're trying to connect with someone. So you have to do your due diligence and make sure that this platform works for you. But I think overall, I've been very pleased with it. Um, I, I did say the other day that Stadia... I gave them major kudos and props because they've made me fall in love with gaming again. And what do I mean by that? Um, the amount of time that I can play now without being restricted, without worrying about every time I boot my PlayStation up, that there's a system update, that there's a game download, that there's a game patch, a game update. What would have taken me 10 or 15 minutes in the past takes me all of two minutes. Um, and I can game anywhere. I can game on my Pixel Book here. I can game on the Pixel 3a XL. I've got options. And it, it, I only have, you know this, Eddie, we've talked about this privately. Me and you both run into the same situation. Sometimes we only get, you know, 15, 20 minutes at a time to actually game, you know? And because of that, um, that that's one of the positives of it. Um, I think there's some features that I had hoped kind of would come out during launch, but I understand that they were going to be probably slow rollouts. Um, and I think the only drawback that I have with Stadia, and I've, I've preached it from day one, you know this, um, has been their communication and their narrative control. That's been my only complaint really with them on the bigger the bigger sense. I've always known the games would come. Uh, we saw that evidence this week. There are games, they're coming. Right. That isn't the end. Um, and for me, the first three months has been, I would say three quarters of it has been positive. I think there's a quarter of it that, 
we can go back to the launch. We can go back to the communication struggles about the controller. I mean, again, I don't want to, I don't want to beat that to death because I've literally talked about it. And, you know, we've talked about how nothing's going to change until, and I don't want to make this again, the focal point, but nothing's going to change until Google chooses that they want to change it. So why am I going to continue to beat that drum when nothing's necessarily changing on that? So um, in that regard, that's my takeaway. Uh, I think the three months, three quarters of it have been positive for the reasons I stated. I think one quarter of it has been more on the not so good side, and we'll just have to see how things progress uh, as, as we go right forward. Right on, right on. Um, sharing a, a little bit of my view, um, st stealing your words, uh, this made me come back to gaming, especially now that um, I have a, a really young son. Uh, he is 18 months. And it's not a, every time that I had the uh, opportunity to go and start playing, but uh, the the easiness of ju just easy jumping into any game or any session, like you guys are posting something, yeah, let's get together, post on Discord, let's play something together. I, mm -hmm. I can go into any screen I have on my home. I have basically two screens, one here that we are having this conversation, and I have the one on the living room, which, by the way, I was watching you yesterday. Uh <laughs> Or, or did they before? I know you, you you did that stealth drop in the Discord. You're like, ah, guess what I'm doing, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was I was gonna joke with Dan that maybe Eddie has now gotten the bingo slip from from Dan and he's gonna start playing the bingo game. <laughs> I, I gotta ask him that. <laughs> uh, I, I would just whenever I got that and I got uh, a full board, I will jump into the screen, uh, the yard stream, and <laughs> scream bingo. Bingo. <laughs> but oh, that's great. The, the ability of jumping into any screen that I have, just getting the controller, or even with the cell phone and playing uh, with a PS4 controller, which by the way, it's my preferred uh, controller to play on the phone right now. Um, it gives me the liberty that I didn't have for a long time, just picking a game and, and jumping into it. If it's a new game releasing, such as we had with uh, Supercross 3, I didn't have to do any downloads and the game was there in a, in a snap of a tennis finger, I'm back at playing games. So uh, that that people initially think it's, uh, it's the main reason uh, would be graphics, would be that this is more powerful than other consoles. No, for me, it's 100% the convenience of being able to play games anywhere. Like even if I'm stuck at work because of... Uh, There's no storm, which already happened. I can jump into a grid uh, race at the end of the day. It's just the ease of use. You know, I mean, again, we, we talk about what does Stadia need to do when it comes to this platform? And I think it's two simple things. We, we, we've, we've beat this to death, but I'm just because we've got a lot of new viewers here today. And by the way, I saw the, the live streams almost up to 50 uh, viewers here on, on your channel. This is absolutely amazing. And thank each and every single one of you for stopping by. You all are phenomenal. Uh, yeah, I was going to do the, the, the heart. Um, but the well, ease of use is go ahead, go ahead. No, no, I was just going to do the cheer to everyone. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> um, <laughs> the, the ease, the ease of use is a big one. So what do we talk about with that? We talk about the uh, convenience factor of it. Right. And then we also talk about the other piece of it, which is cost. Right. You need to focus on those two things. Those are the two things that matter the most about this platform. Convenience, ease of use, being able to play in a moment's notice, a moment's time, and then the cost, base. What is base going to do? And again, I know I'm rehashing this, but let's just very quickly talk about it. It's going to give you the ability to just buy your games, 
no payment for a console, no subscription to play online with Xbox Live Gold or PlayStation Plus. You buy your game and you're in. That's it. That's the only investment that you have unless you want to have the Chromecast experience, which yes, you would have to buy the Chromecast Ultra. Yes, you would have to buy a Stadia controller. But if you just want to play on your PC, use your PlayStation controller, use your Xbox controller. That's all you have to have to jump into this thing, uh, minus the game purchase. By the way, so uh, not only yeah. the PC, but uh, if, right now, if you own a Pixel device, you can right. play on exactly. your phone and soon they would release in other uh, devices as well. Exactly. And thank, thank you for, for putting that in there, Eddie, because I, I was going to get to that, but I it's good that you threw it in there in the, in the moment. But um, yeah, I, I think that's what Stadia needs to focus on here. And we've talked about it. We've, we've hammered it home. That's what is going to sell this platform. You talk about how convenient it is for folks out there that already have limited time in their lives that can't play you know, more than maybe 30 minutes at a clip. And this gives them the ability just to hop right into a game. And you talk about the cost. You know, here we go with the bingo game. I talk about it all the time. People <laughs> vote with vote with their wallets. Um, you know, so it, it's it it matters to people. People look at what things cost, and if they can get something that's as good, if not better, than the current competition at a cheaper price, they're gonna they're gonna go with the cheaper option. It just happens. It's a reality, um, and it happens in every other market. It just hasn't happened in this one yet, and it's it, it's gonna happen. We're gonna see it this year. And what happens afterwards is going to be so interesting. I think the, I'm I'm intrigued by what we know is coming. I'm intrigued about the fallout, Eddie. I want to know what we're going to see happens after this rolls out because that's going to be the tall tale sign. Damn. Chase, I want to jump into the the games announced this week. Uh, but before that, I found something that I want to share with our viewers here and even you. This was from the last episode we did of this week on Stadia at the end of the year. So uh, let's take a look at this together. It's just a short clip. So my New Year's resolution is that Google opens the door more to those indies developer as they have with uh, Guilt. Mm. They have with Get Back It Coming, um, with uh, Robot Inc., with um or must die tree so i really my new year's resolution is to root to stadia to have a closer relationship with indie developers and um, maybe second party developers as well there you go my new year's resolution i have been achieved in the first two months of the year you called it you called it. I thought about that the other day. I, I remember we talked about that. And I remember what mine was. Mine was what? Was about their their communication. Right. Um, and that is still a, a story that is yet to be written. Um, and I, I do want to be very fair, though. We've seen some positive movement this week. I'm not going to jump ahead and just say everything's fixed and changed. But I will acknowledge when I see that there's been positivity. Them being involved in today's event for Stadia Super Saturday is a huge deal. Um, that shows that they're committed and they're willing to communicate in that regard and that they're focused on the public relations side of it because what this puts out a forward facing view to the, the, the listeners and the audience about the platform. And when you're starting to do things like giveaways, you know, accompanied with the actual content, it shows to people that are watching that Stadia cares. That's a public perception piece. That's a huge thing, especially in business when you're trying to make people consider you as a loyal customer or as a uh, you want them right to be on. a loyal customer um you know overall so 
So Chase, I want to take the opportunity here, since you just mentioned that, let's run our giveaway. So um, I'm gonna go here. Uh, this is the video I posted the giveaway that we got right now, uh, 55 comments. Let me just refresh them one last time. So we got, yes, uh, well, the thing we got 55 comments. I'm gonna run here the YouTube random comment picker. I'm fielding duplicated users, so uh, it's just uh, a single comment per person. So I'm getting the comments here. Amount of unique comments, it's 53. And shit, I don't have the drum roll ready. But let's see who will win the giveaway. It's this center 1976. This center 1976. If you are here on the live stream, say hi. If you're not here, I'm gonna reach out to you. And then um, I'm gonna get your details and you're gonna fill out the form with the folks from Stadia Source to claim your, um, your prize. You said here, Oh my God, this is awesome. Would love to win this. And there you go. Congratulations. Oh, here. Congratulations on winning. And congrats. Congrats. That's awesome. And talking about the games that we mentioned. Uh, so there were five new games released from Stadium. Those five new games are indies. Speedlings, we already know. It was kind of released under the radar because uh, the, the developers said Stadia haven't said anything before. and um, But there are other games like Lost World was a very well-awarded game. Stacks on stacks on stacks. <laughs> it's like, it looks like a fun game. And another I'll... one. And another one. <laughs> <laughs> stacks on stacks on stacks. It's just like... Yeah. <laughs> I had to do it. I'm sorry. And I'll let you talk about these two game series because uh, I haven't been a Sega head in my life. And I know you know them very well, right? Yeah, well, Pan Panzer Dragoon is a remake. Um, and that game is, it's a, people use different terminologies for it, but they consider it as a, a rail shooter is basically what it's called. And, um, it's a fun game. I, I remember playing it when I was um, younger. I can't remember which Sega platform it was on, but I do remember playing it. Um, the one that I'm more excited about, and I'm just speaking to, for me personally because I enjoyed the franchise. I thought it was an awesome franchise with Serious Sam. Um, and that one has got a, a niche following. Um, and the, both of these titles are going to be very interesting to watch, Eddie, because people will perk up when they hear these games are coming over to the platform. They pay attention to this stuff, especially Panzer Dragoon being a remake with today's enhancements and graphics. And it, that's really going to to make some people turn their heads and go, okay, well, let me, let me see what this is all about. Um, the serious Sam piece, I, I'm still going to be kind of out on the, um, I don't know. I, I'm going to kind of do a waiting game on that one because I don't know necessarily how big an audience that's going to draw in. I do think people will pay attention to that announcement though. Mm -hmm. um, Duncan was mentioning this morning on the, uh, the Saturday morning stadia talk in my first hour that uh, there is a fourth serious Sam that has been confirmed. And I had heard rumors that it was potentially coming, but if that is in fact the case and we're going to get that fourth title, 
there's a strong chance now with this agreement that they have with Crow Team, it appears that that uh, that game might be coming to Stadia too. And if that's the case, what, what, wow. why are you mentioning Crow Team? Is this developed by then? Correct. Yes. Oh, okay. I didn't. Know. And remember, one of their one of their um, developers actually left. left. Yep. To join. Remember Stadia. that we were we were talking about that in the past about VR because they were heavily involved in VR with Serious Sam over the past a few years and some folks were thinking that maybe that means that Google is looking at revamping VR, VR yeah. and maybe something with Stadia, you know, and, and involved. So um, nonetheless, um, maybe that move had something to do with this. I, I don't know. And I don't want to jump too far ahead because we don't know for sure, you know, that those were all speculations at that point. But what we can say is that these are two really big, big franchises that Stadia got. Uh, some people disagree with that. I disagree with that statement because Panzer Dragoon, there were a lot of people that enjoyed that game. I know for a fact, a lot of Sega fans were like over the moon when they heard this announcement. I talked about Brian from Club Stadia. He was excited about this. Um, and I think the Serious Sam announcement is also a big get. You know, I think it's a big deal. Yeah, yeah right on. Uh, these games here uh, have been announced, but yet we don't know the dates. Google mm -hmm. announced it. Uh, they didn't give us a timeline, but uh, it's at least we are starting to hear a little bit more of those 120 games that will yeah. be coming. Um, and I apologize. Did you want so on the these other games? Did you want to tackle those two as far as those indies? Uh, yeah, I think I can talk a little bit. At, at, I will talk a little bit at least about Lost Words. Um, yeah, because that game looks phenomenal. By exactly. the way, exactly. Uh, it was Control, I think. No, it wasn't Control. Uh, I'm trying to remember the game, the indie game who won the game of the year. But Lost Word looks very, very nice. It's a game that uh, it's a narrative driven, uh, as we're seeing here on the the description from Stadia Source. And it's a narrative driven, atmospheric puzzler set inside the pages of a young girl's diary. So it has an amazing story, as I could see here on the trailer. And the, the words here interact with uh, the, the scenario. So in, if you're looking, it looks gorgeously beautiful. I, I think it's an amazing game. Um, and just, I will tell you, um, I showed my wife the actual uh, title and the narrative of it. And she was just like, wow, this looks really good. Um, she was excited about it. So, um, that, that, that's something that I always find interesting. I like to get, um, oh, go ahead, Eddie. No, no, I just want to show this. So they, they won the best story at the game connection in 2016. They won the best of E3 last year and best indie game and game connection Paris. So it's first coming to Stadia. Uh, so yeah, Indies also comes to Stadia. Well, and, and they fill out the catalog. And a lot of times, you know, one thing that, that people like to to kind of remove from the conversation about indie titles, they say, well, we're not getting the AAA games. Well, the indie titles tend to be a cheaper price point. And right sometimes on. they tend to be even more awesome experiences. Like take a game like Cuphead, which I've played on the Switch with uh, with my friend over at his house. Um, you know, that's a fun game um, and it's an indie title. So but th these are... Yeah, I, I just want to add that Cuphead and God on uh supercross motocross 3 <laughs> man <laughs> cuphead is difficult but supercross uh, bro 
I don't even want to talk about that game right now. I had my I had nightmares about it last night. If you'd seen like if we actually had been live streaming, you might have had to throw that um, <laughs> thrown the uh, expletive uh, uh, <laughs> remover a couple of times because I was getting heated over that game. Um, is what it is. But um, no, but but to get back on track, this right. this game looks absolutely phenomenal and. I am excited. Um, I love asking my wife about things because she she looks at it from a very casual perspective. She's not really a big gamer. So when she gives me feedback, I kind of use that as like a test case of like, hey, what do you think about this? Is this something that caught your eye? You, you know, is it something that you're interested in? And for her to say, wow, I like how they're talking and focusing on that it's a narrative. You know, it talks about a story and she said the graphics look really interesting. She doesn't like doing a lot of um, uh movement of games that are like third person or first person she gets motion sickness so she likes side scrollers um and that also caught her eye so it's a very different type of game somebody mentioned um what is it isn't it ori and um you know the game i'm talking about right um, actually Uh, somebody help me out here in the chat someone's got to know what i'm talking about um uh, oh god there's a game that's very similar to this art style wise um yeah, I was trying to remember as well, but let let, let um continue. maybe there it is. There it is. Duncan, Duncan, Duncan got it. Ori in the Blind Forest. That's it. So that game is very similar in art style uh, to this game, and I think that um I think Stadium might have a winner here. Child of Light uh, as well, as Renéo mentioned here. Yeah, yeah. Um, Chase, um, I just want to tackle before we lose it here. Uh, Adam T commented here. I've contacted all of the developers, and they all said the same thing very soon. So. Maybe we will have something uh, on GDC. I, I think we're going to see some interesting news next month, uh, but I don't want to get too far ahead because that was the next part of your question. Yeah, no, no. So. But uh, l- let's move on to onto that conversation as well, which is uh, we can talk uh, either from a short perspective next week because <laughs> or, or even months, uh, like next month, we're going to have GDC and then we're going to have as well E3 in June, and then uh, the the cycle slows down a little bit, and just we have big games releasing coming, such as uh, uh, Cyberpunk. We have Marvel's Avengers coming, and um, so those games. But I'm I'm gonna start asking you about next week because next Tuesday for me and for you who are founders from day one, uh, our our pro expires. Or either we choose to keep paying and having access to the pro games, or we become a base members in all the games that we purchase. We can still play. We just lose the HDR and the pro games. Do you think Stadia is gonna say anything about this publicly? Well, they have, um, and I, I I apologize everybody in the last stream. There was a, a quote from them in a recent article, uh, and I don't have the article in front of me, so I, I'm going to apologize. Um, we can always you can always go back and annotate this because this will be a video that that's there. But um, they actually mentioned that, um, which we knew, if you don't you know uh, re up it, you'll just revert to base 1080, and all the games you purchased you get. What they did not address, and I think is something they've got to address. It has to be, yes, it has to get addressed. They cannot just let next week come and go and not talk about that. Um, Are we going to be able to play a base version of that game? Yes or no? It's a simple question. It's a simple answer. Um, And I think that's one they've got to tackle like soon. They've got to get that out there because people are going to be making decisions. They're going to be making decisions about whether or not they want to stay on pro. Now I've, I've made my decision. I'm going to keep it. 
and I've, I've stated the reasons why I like the fact that there's HDR on 720. Um, and I think I've told, you know, we've talked about right. this. I think the 720 HDR on my television, it looks pretty much almost the same as 1080 and you're using less bandwidth. So for me, that's why I'm choosing to stick with it. Plus the fact that destiny's there. I don't, I would rather not take the risk. I've put a lot of work into that game and I'm really enjoying it. So I want to keep that game. So Chase, um, um, just uh, for the people who don't know, Destiny 2 was given to us as uh, the first game pro, but we get, we got the collector. It's called Collector's Edition or the Complete Edition? Uh, no, it was the Collection. Yeah, the Collection, yes, too. Destiny 2, the Collection. But the thing is, this game right now has a free-to-play version, which is not the Collection. But the question that still is on the air it's what happens with destiny 2 once pro expires to people will you still be able to play the free-to-play version if that is the case it opens a lot of questions to the future like so does the status support free-to-play see and this this is why i think they're they're caught here and i i think they realize it they you know back at e3 we kind of got the that indication from and i think we talked about this eddie in the past mm -hmm. that um phil harrison mentioned that it sounded like the the games would be locked behind pro for free to play and then they just went quiet on the subject i mean just mum and said nothing further that, that was the interview with jeff Keeley. i always go back to that about a lot of things that we talk about because there were some things that were kind of intimated there and i think they're in a tough spot here because here's the deal what if what if the free games aren't available on base? What if they are behind pro? Well, you, you, you guys mean free to play, right? The free to play. Exactly. You still have to address this. You can't just say, we're not going to talk about it because we're afraid that people are going to get upset. You got to address it and you're better off doing it sooner rather than later. The, the moment you wait till two, three, four days out from a, from a, a shift like this, you're going to get yourselves in trouble. Um, and, and I again, I'm not trying to be negative. I'm not trying to be pessimistic. I'm just being honest. That's all it is. Right. Chase, I think I, I want to share something. Uh, we, we didn't have a chance to speak about this article, but uh, both of you and me, we shared on Twitter. There was an article wrote from GameIndustry.biz about Stadia that um, I was even going to make a video about this. But anyway, was just saying, I think... In the upcoming months, the industry will now start understanding Stadia. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to pick it up the article here in the meantime, but it, it is like, I think in the upcoming months, not uh, all of that Stadia doesn't work conversation or Stadia comparing to NVIDIA, which is already on the past. People will not, uh, it was just wildfire for a week, as you said. But I think people will start to understand that there are some niche of players who can enjoy Stadia or can enjoy games without needing to buy a console, without needing to buy a powerful PC. And as you always say as well, there are people like, I just play three games on the year or maybe two. So I just buy those two games. Well, on that article from uh, GameIndustry.biz, there was a girl who was looking forward to play a Diablo game but she was thinking, oh my God, I don't have any console. I would need to buy a console just to play one game that I like. Yeah. Eddie, I've been saying this and I'm glad I, you know, I, I know I'm not trying to toot my own horn here, but I've been the one talking about this, that this demographic exists, folks. 
and it's people that say that it doesn't, I get very upset because it comes back to that people saying that my purchasing preference matters more than someone else's. Therefore you should do it my way. And it's like, that doesn't, that's not how it works. There's so many demos that are out there. And this is a demographic that exists, ladies and gentlemen, there's people out there that they only buy a console for one or two games. I know I have friends that all they do is play Call of Duty and FIFA. That's it. That's all they buy the console for. And if you offer them an option where they don't have to buy that $500 console, come on. You're telling me they're not going to go with that? Yes, they are. They absolutely are. Um, and that's what this is going to come down to. And, and I think the article you're talking about is they, they mentioned that they misunderstood what Stadia's intent was, is that it's about the ease of use. Right. On. And that's what we've been talking about is that's what Stadia's got to focus on. They got to focus on convenience. That's the big thing for me. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So um, I, I hope that in the future, <clears throat> sorry, I guess in the upcoming months, we will see people just jumping into Stadia because it's way easier for you to be playing again. And as you said, in the beginning of the podcast, I want to play for 20 minutes. I don't need to go to street uh, to my TV, boot my console that I haven't booted, let's say, for a week, <clears throat> wait for the console to be updated again, and then right. I, I'm going to, okay, let me now jump into the Call of Duty gaming. No, you have another 5 gigs update, and then, okay, it's done. All the time I had to play, it's done. Gone. Um, Instantly, yep. Um, so... Um, So, uh, so I think you wanted to, to go into the predictions nine yeah. months out, right? Yeah. So uh, I'll let you start first. Yeah, I think next week we're going to get some kind of news. Um, I don't know that it's going to be game related, but I think we're going to get some news. Um, I think by the time we get to the end of quarter two, uh, we talked about that controller support would be there for most devices, if not all. Uh, I also think by the end of quarter two, you're going to see um, the... Uh, Just, uh, just to make sure you're not saying um, fiscal year, right? You're saying regular, like the first half of the year. So quarter, so yeah, so quarter two would be your April, May, and June time period. Okay. So that that would be in that window that I think we're going to see controller support for most devices. I also think we're going to see most Android and we're going to see iOS support come online. Um, and I think um, next month is going to be very interesting to watch. We've all been kind of feeling like there's something that's going to be happening around the GDC and the doom eternal launch. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I, there's not enough concrete evidence to say this, but I just have this feeling that that might be when base launches. Yeah. Just, um, just remembering that doom launches on the same date that it, <clears throat> sorry, is the last day of GDC. Exactly. So I, I don't know if this was intentional. I don't know if it was strategic, Um, but it just seems like that this is kind of the roadmap that we're on. And we talked about what's a way to pull people on with Doom Eternal because it's not as big as like a Call of Duty. You do a big bundle. You do Doom 2016 along with it. You do one other game. Um, and if it's a new user coming in for base, you give them some type of a bundle with a controller and a Chromecast. Um, you make it worth their while. You give somebody two additional games on top of that Doom Eternal purchase, I think you turn some heads. I think you make some people say, okay, You know what? I was a little skeptical about this at first, but I'll take the plunge. If it's only a hundred and I'm just going to give a random figure, $125 to get Doom Eternal, you know, Doom 2016, another smaller game, like a, you know, an indie title that we've got coming up mm -hmm. and then the controller and the Chromecast. How, how is that not value to dollar there? Um, and you tell them that you're going to give them, um, uh, 
no, actually, I'm jumping too far ahead there. So th- that would be the bundle for base, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, you would get all of that, and they would ship the controller to you, and then you could immediately get in and play your game in the meantime on your either your browser or your... Yeah, and rem- remembering that if you're buying the controller, you're still getting three months of Pro. So you're still getting two, well, two games would, a month. Right, but this wouldn't include Pro. If this is the base rollout, this would just be a controller and a Chromecast, no Pro subscription. It would just be the game, two additional Together, games. Right. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. So it would just be for base. Um, so that that's something I could see them doing, and I think it would make a lot of sense. And again, you've got to entice people. You've got to make it worth their while to say, why are, again, I've talked about this before, why is your platform worth my time? Why does it matter? And this is how you make it matter. You talk about this, you talk about the convenience, you talk about the cost. That's how you sell it. Um, and then long-term projection is very quickly, because I know we're, we're working with the, the time constraints here. Mm-hmm. Um I think we're going to see more of the features come online. I made the prediction that if Crowdplay is ready right now and they're ready to, to, to roll it out, demo it at GDC. For the love of God, demo it at GV, GDC. And it would be the biggest thing that they could do. It would turn people's heads. They would pay attention. They'd be like, wow, this is it. This is what they've been talking about. And now Stadia is in a maturity place, right? It's actually living and breathing. It's not just a a beta phase or a, um, and I know people will say that this is a soft rollout and soft beta. That's not what I mean. I'm talking about that no one was publicly able to access it, regardless of how you get into the platform. It's now living and breathing. So because of that, this is a perfect opportunity for them to showcase something like that. Um, and then by the end of the year, um, you know, I think we see a subscription um, with a catalog of games. I think that's still going to happen for those hardcore gamers out there. Um, and I also think that the Baldur's Gate announcement that was stealth dropped, um, we talked about this in the last hour that, or uh, in the, the Saturday morning stadia talk that um, Larian came out and said yep. that, you know, hey, that was a yeah. mistake. I don't think they were saying it's a mistake that it's wrong of the timing. I think they're saying it's a mistake that you guys jumped <laughs> out ahead of our announcement. So um, I think that game's coming this year and it just makes the most sense. It's a game that will pull people in. It will compete with the consoles, especially with the Xbox Series X that doesn't have game exclusives this year. And I'm done. Reef, water, <laughs> just kidding. But um, the, the part of the, the Lorian, uh, Lorian Studios, I saw that, I think, still that they are not ready to, to deliver that game by the end of the year because it's it's too much of an early stage for them to deliver. And the Lorian Studios is a smaller studio comparing to Blizzard, for example, to which is delivering Diablo. But uh, we'll probably, we will be seeing something from Lorian Studios at the end of the month. So 27th. I think it's going to be either a, another cinematic trailer, but probably with a release window. I, I think we're getting in a release date on the 27th. I, I just think we are. I, and I, I agree with you that we could see game delays on this game. Mm-hmm. That's completely possible. But I'm, I'm just, I'm telling you, I'm convinced this game comes this year, quarter three, quarter four. They're going to launch this game. They they want Stadia has probably talked with them. They want something that's going to draw people away from these other platforms that makes it compelling. And that game is compelling. Everyone's been talking about that game. Look on social media. If you throw the hashtag up in there and you look up Baldur's Gate, you're going right. to see what I'm talking about. Yeah, myself, I try it three different times to write Baldur's Gate and I got it wrong. <laughs> but <laughs> there were people wrong with me. But uh, yes, that, that is a big game for the year, especially for the RPG community. Let me just address a few comments here quickly. Uh, Caleb was mentioning about uh, Google Stadia needing cross-platform. 
indeed but that yes. is up to the developers and publishers it's uh stadia said all right it's supporting cross-platform but it's up to the game um, publishers to enable it just sony it's the one who doesn't like to enable cross-platform but um microsoft xbox and uh already said it they are up to it and stadia as well uh the other comment here it's uh from david he was mentioning i don't think the chromecast ultra price needs to be dropped they need to let other Android TVs compatible. Chase, do you know if other the Android TVs are 4K? Or better, let, let me rephrase that. The TVs that have Chromecast built in, are those Chromecast 4K or Chromecast Ultras? I, I believe they're up to 4K support because it's not a Chromecast Ultra. It's just that it has Chromecast support on a 4K television. So my my guess would be it would be up to 4K from my understanding. Um, so from what I've heard, yes. Now, that doesn't mean that that's entirely accurate. I'm, I'm just I'm spitballing here because that's that's more of a technical piece. And I've never actually I'm not a big 4K person, just to be very clear. Sorry. Um, and. It's not something that I've dived into, but I'm pretty sure if it's if it's a native 4K television, it wouldn't make sense that the that the, the built-in Chromecast capability is limited to 1080. What would be the point of buying that then? You know, I, I right think on. that would defeat the purpose. Uh, I think um, that is not on the roadmap from Google for now because the amount of people who own these TVs uh, worldwide, not thinking on US scale. I think there are more users of uh, Chromecast Ultra than the TV, so they probably would put on the backlog uh, on priorities uh, other things like iPad su support or iPhones and iOS support or Stadia. Uh, right. So my predictions, I would say, uh, I agree with Chase 100% on the GDC. is going to be, there will be something cooking there. Uh, it's going to be one year from the first time we learned all of those features such as Crowdplay, Stage Share. We finally got the String Connect feature with Ghost Recon. Um, which, by the way, let me make a bridge here. Everyone saw um, it, it was a, a little bit buzz on the community and also on the gaming community in general. The, the Division 2 launched a new expansion. And with that expansion, uh, the price of the Division 2 dropped drastically. And all, the, all platforms, I mean, PC, PS4, and Xbox, you can get the Division 2 for two American dollars. And <laughs> you, of course, and if you're going to buy the, the extension, it's almost like you're getting the full price for the game. But... Um, my point, uh, what I was going to say about the Division 2, it's maybe when it comes to Stadia, it can come as well with String Connect because it's from Ubisoft. We also got that on Ghost Recon. Maybe it's something that they can implement to put it together as well. And we know that the Division 2 is coming to Stadia sometime in the next uh, five, six weeks, which will be the end of uh, March. Um, I would like to say hi quickly here to Bat Bixby. Oh, sorry, Bat Pixie. He's he joining us here on the streaming. Uh, Bat, uh, at the beginning of the live stream, we watched our video. Thank you very much for putting that together. It was awesome. Uh, each one of us appreciate that. And I'm going to put the link for that in the description at uh, the end of the live stream. And go ahead, Let me. Chase. 
let me throw something out. Uh, uh, Duncan reached out to me and he wanted me to give a quick shout out to Matt uh, of Reddit. Um, so just want to give that quick shout out and thank you. He actually wanted me to give that on the last live stream, but we've had all these moving pieces today. So I just want to throw that into the, into the conversation that's coming from Stadia source. So yeah, no, no. And please, uh, if you could enlighten us a little bit more, uh, it's, um, it's met an admin, uh, from the Reddit. Um, I think it may have been something that someone posted. I guess that's why he's asking for ah. the, or saying for the thank you. So um i apologize maybe duncan can throw that here in the chat and put some context yeah because i just wanted to i unfortunately i didn't have a chance to to take to check reddit this morning yet uh probably yeah. we'll take a look at that at the end of the day uh yeah i think i think yeah. all of your all of your shouts of what you think is going to be happening are valid um and it's going to be an interesting few months I, i'm really curious to see how this is going to shake out um i think base <laughs> When the bass drops. Um. <laughs> Shit. Okay. Sound. When the bass drops. <laughs> Drop the bass. Um, so when that happens, it's going to change everything. It really is. Um, and the fallout that comes from it is going to be very interesting to dissect. Um, uh, have, you, very have you had the chance to... I know it's one of your favorite writers from Chrome Unboxed. Been... I did. <laughs> you saw I saw it. Robbie. I saw Robbie Payne's article. Yeah, he was very frustrated about this, um, and you know, uh, listen, this is what we've been talking about. That there's going to be good days and there's going to be bad days. There's going to be days that people are really up on Stadia and happy about it. There's going to be days that we're just frustrated, as you know what about it. But I think at the end of the day, there's there's more positive movement right now than there is negative. Um, there's some things that they still got to work out. Again, I'm not going to beat a dead horse, but they've got to still fix the communication and the narrative control. We're going to let that one go for the moment. And, you know, again, they've, they've made some some strides today uh, in supporting this this Stadia Super Saturday. Like, you can't, we can't ignore that. We can't say, hey, they gave and helped support with giveaways and codes, and therefore, shame on you, Google. You've still been doing bad. No, they ha they are doing good with that. They gave us the game announcements. I, was, I wasn't worried about games, but a lot of people were, so we got some game announcements. You know, um, there's there's just been some more positive movement from them, and that's you know that's a good thing. Yeah, there's the article from from Robbie right there. Right, as you always say, the games will come. It's just yeah. a matter of time. Uh, it's not. It's not if. It's when. Yes, and the most important is the we. I know we are worried about uh, big games from the past, but the big games from the future. We already know they are coming as well. We're still missing some uh, couple publishers, of course. Uh, there's the exclusives, which always comes and goes to platforms. But remember, as we saw at the beginning of this live stream, this platform has three months. It's very new comparing yep. to everything. And, not, and we cannot even compare to PlayStation 4 because PlayStation has been around for 25 years. We have to compare <laughs> to the first PlayStation, not PlayStation 4. So... Stadia is something completely new. The games will come. It will take time. We will see big AAA exclusives on Stadia. Don't, don't forget that Stadia has built their own studio. They are developing games already. They are probably developing a huge game that is uh, cloud-based that you cannot see anywhere else. Excellent so, shout, Eddie. Excellent shout. Things are coming. It takes time. Game development takes time. We will be here 
in the meantime, just bring out those publishers that we know to, they're coming. Bring on, um, they, they already brought, uh, Doom Eternal is coming. There is the, um, well, Square Enix games coming. There is the CD Projekt Red coming. Games will come, guys. Even, like, maybe it's worth, in the future, old games such as The Witcher 3, which is from a publisher that will be on Stadia, and The Witcher 3 is available everywhere right now. You can find that Amazing game. Amazing game, by the way. You can find that game even on Twitch. Or on, on Twitch? No. <laughs> on Switch, not Twitch. But... Uh, <laughs> The Witcher 3 is available on Switch, and maybe it will come to Stadia in a part of time. Maybe it is when uh, the next season of The Witch releases on Netflix. Because, uh, yeah, there, there was a huge peak on interest on that game again once the the series released on Netflix. But, yeah, guys, uh, it's a lot of things here that will come. Uh, go ahead, Chase. I was going to say, well, with that, my friend, uh, this is going to be one of the few occasions where I actually have to leave the uh, the podcast a little bit early. Um, but I just want to say thank every single one of you for stopping by and joining the podcast today. You all are absolutely amazing. I'm going to be joining Germani over on his live stream, 6-4 LXIV. I'm going to be playing some Ghost Recon, uh, crashing helicopters. God help us all. Um, and uh, <laughs> um, Eddie, my friend, I just want to say something to you real quick because um, we don't always get to talk about this live on the air. But ladies and gentlemen, I want you to know something. Eddie does an absolutely amazing job behind the scenes. He does a lot of heavy lifting to make this podcast work. Um, and I think he deserves a huge amount of praise. Um, so please give him some love. Show him some love. He absolutely deserves it. And my friend, I just want to say to you, thank you for everything you do uh, for you. us as far as this podcast. You got you you were absolutely amazing, my friend. And uh, thank you, thank you, Chase. I haven't said that to you before, but I wanted to, I wanted to say it live on the air. So thank you very much, all single one of you. Actually, let's take the time here. Let's wrap up the podcast. So I'll let Chase go. I just dropped the link here on the chat. The link is on the description as well. Let's everyone jump into Germany six four live stream. I want everyone to, uh, spamming his chat with the hashtag choose. So he will know where <laughs> you guys are coming from. Uh, GG, everyone. Thanks, everyone, for joining. It has been an awesome morning uh, spending time with you. I'll probably join a couple live streams later in the day playing games as well. Don't forget. Do you to have his, um, it, real quick, do you have his uh, video? It's already so here, my friend, as well. Oh, is it? And I just missed it. Ah, I'm, I'm not. Let's see here for one second if he's already. Yeah, it is. It is. You've got it. If he's already live. Yeah, the stream is starting soon. So, guys, jump in there. Don't forget. Uh, hashtag choose. I'm posting here oh, on his chat right now. And, yeah, guys, I see you all soon. On one on live stream and the other during the day. Bye, guys. I love you all. Thanks very much again.